welcome to the very first episode of the Sweat and Sauvignon podcast. I'm your host, Catherine, and I am so excited you're here because in today's episode, I talk to fitness expert Chloe Barr. So Chloe knows her shit when it comes to fitness, let me tell you. She's been a Moulin Rouge dancer in Paris. She's been an instructor for Pilates Bar and Barry's Boot Camp Australia, and now she runs her own fitness challenges online. I've actually done the last three because I'm obsessed with her workouts and I find them so effective all from the comfort of your own home. So in today's conversation, you're going to learn so much. Oh my God. So you're going to learn her top tricks to get your best body yet for whatever goal you have, whether it's losing weight or toning a specific body part. We also chat on the healthiest booze and cocktails that won't ruin your progress in the gym. This was more of a selfish question, I have to say. And she shares so many other tips on things like burning fat effectively and prepping your body the day of and night before a special event. So it looks its best. Before we get into the episode, I want to take a hot sec to talk about the wellness product of the week. So this is where I choose a product that A, I've tried, B, I love, and C, I actually use and would recommend to a girlfriend. So no BS, I promise. This week, I want to share what a Lumen device is. It's basically this wellness breathalyzer that measures your metabolism. So just from your breath, it tells you whether your body is in fat burning mode or burning carbs. And then it gives you personalized recommendations for sleep, diet, exercise, and more to improve your metabolic flexibility. So this is essentially your body's ability to switch back and forth from fat burning to carb burning mode. And before Lumen, I didn't know this, but just like our ability to work out and become stronger in the gym, we can actually improve our metabolism too, which leads to more sustainable weight loss, decreased hunger levels, boosted energy, and less blood sugar spikes. So when I first started using my Lumen, I was waking up still in carb burning mode. So I was able to pinpoint the cause of it, which was late night snacking, and to improve my metabolism. So now I wake up mostly in fat burning mode. Um, And if you don't trust me, it's scientifically verified and peer reviewed. So you know, it's legit. And I actually reached out to Lumen to get you guys a discount. So use my code sweat and Sauvignon 25. I'll put the link and code in the description if you want to test it out for yourself. And if you have any questions, just DM me. I love talking to you guys about wellnessy shit. And now let's get into the episode with Chloe. Okay, Chloe, thank you so much for coming back on um, a new podcast. You're welcome. So happy to have you back. I'm happy to be here. So I am all about balance in my life. I like wine and I like working out. So I have to ask you, what was the last workout you did and what was the last drink you had? Okay, well, I just worked out before because there was a challenge workout this morning at 1130. So I did a full body hit workout. Um, and it was great. And it was the last one of the challenge. So I made sure that it was original and a little bit hard, a little bit challenging, a couple of challenges in there. And my last drink, I mean, if you're not talking alcoholic drink, I'm currently drinking a city seltzer, uh, which is just a sparkling flavored water. This one, I like their brand cause I like their flavor. So this is water yuzu and mandarin, zero calories. They're so good. And I remember you saying one time, because I'm obsessed with Aperol spritzes like you are, and you were saying that you actually use the peach bubbly in your Aperol spritzes to make it healthy. Yeah, it's 
sparkling flavored water. That's so smart. Yeah, 100%. So, well, I mean, you could do like an Aperol spritz anyways is with soda, but if you're not gonna put champagne in it to make it a little bit healthier, so if you just put Aperol and soda, you if you choose a flavored one, it kind of like replaces that champagne like tang, twang in it. And uh, yeah, I like putting a peach one or a peach or orange, anything in those realms. But yes, Aperol Spritz was my favorite cocktail. I have not had one today though. It's a bit early, maybe later. <laughs> um, okay, well, it kind of fits in with the topic of this conversation because it's all about how to enjoy yourself this summer and drink and go out because it is post lockdown mm -hmm. while not losing your fitness progress. So can you kind of tell me um, what the best low calorie cocktails are. Mm -hmm. Anything that is a light colored alcohol is gonna be better than a dark colored alcohol, okay? So especially in liquors. So uh, vodka, a, a white tequila, or lower calories than something thick like a dark whiskey or a dark rum. So you wanna stay away from any of the brown liquors if you can. They're much more calorie dense. And what we don't realize is when we're having cocktails is that really it's like one shot or even two of alcohol, which can be really high calorie. And then what makes it even worse is what you mix it in with, okay? So, you know, all of those special cocktails, a lot of them have added sugar, added simple syrup. Simple syrup is just sugar, literally. If you yeah, see them like sugar and water. This, yeah, the simple syrup, is, it's not great. So you wanna avoid any kind of mixed cocktails like that if you're trying to watch your weight. I mean, if you want that mojito, go for it, do it. But otherwise I'd say, you know, your boring drinks like a vodka soda, a tequila soda, uh, really great tequila. White tequila is a little bit lower than vodka. Most people don't know that. A vodka shot's about 90 calories and a white tequila shot's about 65. I'm so happy to hear that because I have always been a tequila girl and I hate vodka, but I drink vodka sodas religiously because I'm like, I guess that's lowest calorie and it'll be healthier. Yeah. But okay, I'm so, this is going to change my summer because I freaking, I love tequila. And now with things like these, like it just changes the game of like your vodka soda, tequila soda life because at least it adds some flavor. Like I'm a vodka soda. I like vodka. I, I had a, a phase with tequila where like I puked once and then we didn't drink it for 10 years and now I'm okay <laughs> with it. But okay. like at first I couldn't drink it. So I was vodka soda and I couldn't stand soda. Like it's disgusting. It tastes like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I would just like force myself to drink them or I, I never really cared. So I'm a big Aperol spritz girl. Like I'll have one at a bar. Like I will go to a club and order it and be that really annoying person that the bartender is like, you're kidding me, right? Oh my and I'm God. like, no, like we can, let's go. Chop, chop. Yeah. Give it to me. So now like I super recommend, and I probably think that a lot of bars will start doing that. Like hopefully start, start to mix their drinks with like seltzers yeah. and, and like flavored waters because it makes such a difference and it's low cal. Mm -hmm. So, um, what you mix your drink with is super important. Yeah. Soda, anything that's zero calorie, you want to be mixing it with water if you're going to be boring. But then as soon as you start to add like a rum and Coke, like your Coke, you're adding all the calories from that Coca-Cola, anything that's dark, you want to stay away from it. Even like sugary liquor is like alcohol, uh, not alcohol, Aperol is not amazing. You know, like the thicker, the, the more dense, the more you see that there's sugar in it. Yeah. You want to stay away like from those it. liqueurs mm -hmm. and stuff. So I love an Aperol spritz, but it's not your number one on the healthiest cocktail list. Okay. And what I like to do too is I used to hate 
all the vodka sodas, but I would just put in so much citrus that it would drown out the flavor mm-hmm. of the vodka. But that's good too. For me, I love tequila, so I feel like adding in some limes, it gives it that like extra taste. Yeah. And then using bubbly water or I love peach pear liqueur. I feel like that would be so good with a cocktail. Haven't had it. So we had this we said this last time, but I think that like I haven't had any of those mixed cocktail things. I need to get on it. Yeah. But is La Croix is a soda or it's an alcoholic beverage? It's soda. Okay. Yeah. So I haven't had that yet. Okay, you have to try that. But I also haven't had a white claw. Okay, and you need to get on that because the mango is so good and I really want to try the watermelon. They just came out with, I guess, like a summer one. So yeah, they're super good. Well, those are probably good options as well. You know, like anything that's under 100 calories if you're trying to keep your drink under 100 calories. Uh, There's even some really good like low calorie beer now that's not a light beer. So it doesn't take away like a lot of the alcohol like percentage. So like Michelob Ultra has a 90 calorie beer. So if you're a beer drinker and you're a guy who likes to drink beer, um, it's great as well. Or a girl, like I like to drink those, you know, like when it's hot outside in summer. I know people don't like beer, but I lived in Paris. And when you live in Europe, people drink beer all Mm -hmm. the time. So you get used to it. Um, but yeah, so those low calorie beers are great as well. Of course, those are a little bit different if you're intolerant to like barley and wheat and things like that. You stay away from them, but there are low calorie options that are not taking away like the liquor percentage. Okay. Yeah. And I found even with wine recently, like there's so many more options, like sugar-free options. I've been loving Basque wine. Mm. They have a Pinot Noir, a Sauvignon Blanc Mm -hmm. and a Rosé that are actually really nice. And they all have zero grams of sugar and you know, the alcohol content is still like your regular wine alcohol content. Yeah. I've personally never tried those. Haven't tried the, the, the zero sugar wines, but I was going to say that wine is a big, uh, culprit of having a lot of sugar in it. Mm. People drink a lot of it like a Sauvignon Blanc and like they have high sugar contents. They're not horrible. I mean, everything in moderation is fine, but they are high up there. Champagne is better than wine in terms of sugar. And the, the, uh, the reason we're talking about sugar is that's essentially what's making the alcohol, I mean, bad for you, other than the fact that it's not great for your liver, but that's what's increasing its calorie density. And I've also heard that if you are going to drink wine and you don't want to go for like the low sugar kinds, that Mm -hmm. a dry red wine and a Chardonnay are a little bit better just in terms of sugar, not calories, but sugar. And I feel like if you avoid the sugar, then your hangovers are so much better the next day. So much better. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, so you're not going to skip a workout. Red wine hangovers are better usually. You don't drink as much red wine. It personally makes me sleepy, so I'll only like drink it if I'm having dinner and I know I'm going to sleep afterwards. Like if I'm going out, I'm not going to drink a bottle of red wine before. I mean, not that I would drink the bottle, but like <laughs> half the bottle or whatever else. I mean, I totally would. <laughs> so I'm super careful with red wine. I, I know that it affects a lot of people like that as well. Some people not at all, but I do love red wine. I'm just more of a cocktail gal over a wine gal in general. My boyfriend drinks a lot of wine and so like I drink it with him. So if you ever see my Instagram stories, I'm drinking wine. I'm hundred percent with him because if I'm by myself, I would have an Aperol spritz. I'm more of like a cocktail person. But okay. So you're not a huge, you're only a social drinker, right? Only a social drinker. Yeah. So I have no inclination to drink by myself and proof, like my proof was when COVID happened, when, when I moved back to Montreal in March, 2020, I didn't drink for almost six months. We had nowhere to go. I didn't see anybody. 
And I just remember counting. I was like, the last time I had a drink was in March, 2020. So, and then the only time I started drinking was when I was going out to see people. So oh my God. yeah, I'm completely a social drinker. I don't drink at all. Like even with my family, like I feel like there's no reason to. So if they're having a glass of wine at dinner, like I don't even bother. Yeah, I kind of have this weird mentality as well that, like, if I'm not going to be, like, getting tipsy or drunk, I'd rather, like, not drink. Okay, That's probably not a great thing. I'm not recommending it. But my mentality in my head is, like, if I'm going to intake the amount of calories, like, I want it to be, like, worth it almost. Totally. I get that. Um, So I have that's not a healthy mentality. Don't listen to me. But that is the truth of what I kind of do. Like, if I'm going out, it's because I'm going out to socially drink and I'm going to have more than one glass. Yeah. And I definitely keep it to weekends. Like, I'm not drinking on a Monday night. Okay, that's going to be my challenge. (laughs) Not judging anyone who is. So we've covered kind of the healthiest cocktails. So you're saying clear liquor is the best and then just use soda. With a zero calorie mixer, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then sugar-free wine or the low calorie beer if you're gonna go that route kind of thing absolutely like if you're looking for that then I say go for it but if overall you're an active person you work out you do all these things you shouldn't really have to worry right if you're gonna have two mojitos and only have two it's fine if you're gonna have 10 yeah (laughs) then we're talking like a different level but if you're doing it in moderation overall everything is fine if you're looking for low calorie then for sure all those suggestions Okay, I have to let you guys in on a really hot tip I've been using this summer. So now that we know tequila blanco or vodka is the healthiest liquor to have, I created this pineapple mojito recipe. And what it is, one part tequila blanco, two parts the taxi from Dos Juice. And the taxi is literally just pineapple, lime, and mint. It's 100% organic, cold pressed, no added sugar or preservatives. And it's delivered right to your door when you order from dosejuice.com. And then I just add a little bit of sparkling water into it and a lime wedge. And there you go. It's... It's such a game changer, you guys. So head over to dosejuice.com. That's D-O-S-E-J-U-I-C-E.com for 15% off your entire order when you use my code SWEATANDSAUVIGNON15. I will have the discount code and the links to buy in the description below. Okay, cool. So moving into more kind of fitnessy discussion. Mm -hmm. I have this weird question because I remember reading years ago in a magazine, Carrie Underwood would never do an arm workout before an awards show or something because she didn't want her arms to look puffy. Like she wouldn't work her arms the morning of. Okay. So is that true? Like if I'm say going to the beach this summer and I'm like, okay, I don't want to look puffy. Should I not work out? Or is that just, is that weird? Should I work out? Yeah. I would say overall go for your workout, but essentially When you do a workout, it causes little tears in your muscle and that's how muscle growth happens, okay? But Mm. when you tear your muscle, it can lead to fluid retention. So it can lead to having water water weight if you will okay so it can cause like a weight gain immediately after your workout this is scientifically proven it doesn't happen to everybody not everybody tears a muscle when they're working out if that makes sense but it it will explain why sometimes after you work out you weigh more and you weigh more for a couple of days okay so people also tend to like drink more water when they're working out so as you're working out you're, you're drinking water i mean most people i'm like think I'm drinking water and I don't ever get to it, but it leads to temporary water retention. So, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You, you could have the image of like seeming more bloated or like 
feeling a little bit heavier or feeling fatter, if you will. And then like the next day it'll go away. That's so interesting, especially for people like trying to lose that like five pounds or whatever. They get like they're working out and they're like, why am I not seeing progress? Mm. But it's probably just like a little bit of water retention. There's science science to prove both sides of it. You can also have water retention from being dehydrated. So it's kind of like, a, it really depends on your body. But personally, I feel that like if I do a big workout, only if it's a big workout though, that's, that's like a key thing. Like if I'm lifting heavy weights, like I'm doing big squats, I do enough reps of them, enough sets of them, then like, yeah, I do feel kind of swollen. Like my thighs will like feel larger that day and it it will go away. Same thing with my arms. If I went for like a big, like heavy bicep curls and I did a lot of reps and a lot of sets of them, then I would feel uh, that way as well. But mostly, no, I would say if I was going to the beach, like I probably would do a workout. I do like a short hit workout, like 30 minutes where you've got cardio and strength, feel good. I think it looks nice to be toned as well. So it will kind of give you like a mini pump I don't think oh, it really just depends on the intensity of your workout okay so like on a beach day if I want to like look good a little bit more toned but not like puffy I would just do like a quick like not super hard but not easy either workout yeah I feel like for someone like like you let's say you're you're really trying to stay lean like I would probably go on a run like a 15 minute run and do 10 minutes of abs okay like I love cardio for it so that you feel good you feel like you got a good workout in you were sweaty you feel lean and then I am a fan of doing the abs I would probably do them the night before so somebody who's preparing for a photo shoot would do them the night before so that you wake up feeling ripped and tight and toned and then you can do more the day of I mean it's not going to hurt. Yeah. I don't know if you'll get immediate results, but it's definitely not going to do anything to add some abs into your morning routine. Okay. So it is more effective to do it the night before. Yeah. Because your body like gets rid of the water. You wake up feeling lean. Like that's a big thing for people in general is if you don't eat, like if you stop eating at 8 PM and then you go to sleep, you wake up in the morning uh, your body is dehydrated. Yeah. You haven't put anything in it. So you're going to be at your leanest when you're fasted in the morning. So if you do an ab workout, then it's only helping. Okay. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a hot sec to talk about one of our sponsors, Two Bears Coffee. So I've been obsessing over their coffees lately. If you follow me on Instagram, you already know. If I'm intermittent fasting, I usually do the flash brew unsweetened black coffee, but in the afternoon, if I feel like I need just a little bit of a pick-me-up, I'll do the frothed chai tea or matcha tea latte, and they're both made with oat milk, and you know my obsession for oat milk, okay, it's real. So for 15% off your entire order, head to twobears.ca and use my code SWEAT15. And two bears is spelt, you know how it's spelled, or just check the description, okay? Okay, so can you give me like the top three exercises if you want to tone your abs? Yeah. If you could only have three. Okay, well, I need to put a disclaimer that any exercise is an ab exercise, okay? So squats, deadlifts, like shoulder press, tricep extensions, push-ups. Those are all core exercises. And those are the best way to kind of build your actual core strength and get a stronger core so that you can start toning it with smaller, more ab focused exercises. So you'll see always like people who lift heavy weights and squats Mm. won't have to do ab exercises for their abs to show. 
Step one is that you need to be lean. So to be able to see your abs, you need to have extremely low body fat. It's really hard for women to be able to do it. Mostly it's easier for men. Some women are genetically blessed and they just have abs and they're lucky, but uh, you need to be quite at a low body fat percentage for your abs to show and they need to exist. But most people have abs. They're just hidden behind, you know, layers of fat. Right. Um, but yeah, all that to say that big compound movements are the best exercises for your abs. That is my answer. If you're going to go into uh, smaller exercises that maybe I would do on a morning to, you know, if you were going to do a photo shoot and you want your abs to kind of pop really quickly. An at-home one, I like bicycle crunches. They're always great. They're effective. If you're doing them properly and actually touching your elbow to your opposite knee, twisting and keeping your shoulder blades off the mat, they're extremely effective, extremely great. Those work your obliques. At the gym, I like hanging leg raises. So when you're hanging from a bar and you're pulling your knees up without shifting anything, keeping your core nice and tight. And then I like slow Spider-Man. Once again, another like oblique exercise. So in a high plank, uh, high plank position, you pull your knee to your same elbow really slowly and you control it and you actually get your knee to touch your elbow. I love those. I think those are really effective as well. And they build a lot of full body strength. So you've got your core working, your obliques working, your arms, your entire body, just to be able to Mm -hmm. hold a plank. But it's hard to narrow it down to three. Like I do so many all the time. I really try and switch it up. I think a key is switching up what you're doing, not doing the same thing all the time. You can do the same thing for a little bit, but then your body gets complacent and it gets used to it and you need to change it up to kind of see results and not plateau in whatever you're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, good to know. And yeah, just to note, if anyone does your workouts, they will know that you, (laughs) those are your favorite moves for sure. Yeah. We do a lot of bicycle crunches. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes like I like to point out that in like a lot of my workouts, I'll do like really popular, well, popular basic exercises because really those are the best exercises to do. Like there are so many people doing all kinds of crazy stuff and I try and change it up too, but there's a fine line between doing some ridiculous things that do absolutely nothing. Yeah. You know, just to change it up for the, for the sake of doing something different or trying to be original when they're just not effective. Like there's things that are not effective that you don't need to be doing. So I'm careful in my workouts. I like to think that everything I'm doing is programmed effectively and that I'm not, you know, wasting people's time, uh, doing some weird exercises that do nothing. I mean, one thing that I do notice about your workout programs is it's really effective because you use so many compound exercises. Like I was doing a Sammy Clark workout a little while ago and I like her stuff, but she really tries to focus just on like the arms or just on like lunging. And I feel like when I do your workout, I'm working everything, even if it is like upper body day. (laughs) One thing too, like I feel like I'm a little bit more advanced in my fitness journey, but even at the beginning, I feel like it would be easy to follow the movements. It would just like, you might have to do it slower or something, but I feel like they really fit for for a lot of people. So thanks. definitely recommend. Yeah. Thanks. I would say that like my, my workouts are intermediate level and that you can make anything more advanced, but I'm always there to like yeah. do an intermediate level, give beginner modifications and give advanced modifications. Like I like to think that I am advanced and that all of my workouts are challenging for me at the intermediate level, but there's always a step up. You can always make it harder. You can always work harder. And a big thing that like a lot of people don't have at home, but to work harder, eventually you're going to plateau. You do want to lift heavier weights, right? Totally. So if I'm doing like a deadlift in a row and you've been doing 
eight pounds for the last year, it's probably time to pick up some heavier weights and then work a little bit harder. And they won't make you bulky, you know, like as soon as you um, get to that point where you're ready to move up, your body is going to be, you know, ready to transition as well. And it'll just give you more cardio and more of like a fat burning. Right. Uh, you'll be in more of a fat burning stage throughout the workout. Like the harder you work lifting weights, the more your heart rate comes up, the more you're burning calories and the more you stay in a fat burning zone after the workout. So while you're just hanging out, super important. Okay. Because I have been using eights and I've noticed the deadlifts. I'm like, okay, I need to get some heavier weights. I'm going to do that this week for sure. Yeah. Okay. So what about people who want to lift their booty? This is me. I'm always, this is like always my number one goal. So what are the top three exercises that you would do? Because most girls are like, I want to just do booty band stuff. And that's great. Don't get me wrong, but it's not enough. Like it's not going to build your butt. Okay. It's going to help burn it out and it might tone it a little bit, but like if you're trying to build a booty you want to be lifting heavy weights we love a hip thruster so Mm -hmm. lying on your back with an olympic bar booty bend you can have on there as well to help activate your glutes even more but you know heavy weights always doing three sets of anywhere between eight to to 12 reps if you're trying to be in like a muscle growth area so hypertrophy you want to be under 12 reps and over six okay then i mean i like a good squat goblet squat, weighted squat, whatever is up to you and a deadlift. So those would be like the top three deadlifts, squats, hip thrusters. Um, they're all full body exercises as well in the sense that like you require a lot of core strength to be able to properly do a deadlift, good grip strength, like squatting as well. You need, you know, your entire body strength, but those are great for building the muscle, getting stronger glutes. And then you can use like booty band things at the end uh, to help tone it and to help burn out the muscles so that it's dead by the end and to activate your butt. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And you always finish your workouts with an EMOM or an AMRAP or some sort of mm-hmm. finisher. So why do you do that? Just to burn everything out and really make sure you get a... Yeah. Okay. I really enjoy the challenge. Personally, I like the challenge as well. I think it's fun. I think it's like a race against time. Yeah. And I think it kicks people in the butt a little bit and gasses them out. And I'll always do an EMOM that kind of makes sense with that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to add a little bit of cardio because then it helps you, you know, work on your recovery a good sign of like somebody getting better and getting fitter because sometimes people look for physical signs but it's how quick you can recover is a huge uh sign of how strong you're getting and and how good you are as an athlete so you know some people will do an emom and right afterwards um be fine and breathe and i think it really helps um people recover quickly. So if you did your EMOM in 50 seconds, you have 10 seconds to breathe and go again. And the more you practice that, the better you'll get. The longer those 10 seconds will seem and the easier um, exercises will get in general. So having quick recovery, I think is important and EMOMs allow you, well, force you to recover quickly and get straight back into it. Okay, so what about defining your arms? What top three exercises? Oh, uh, bicep curls, shoulder press, tricep extension. Okay, easy. If you're using dumbbells, those are my top three. Okay, noted. I feel like those are the three main body goals people usually have, like defining the abs, lifting the booty, and toning the arms. But what about um, women who are looking to kind of lose that last five to 10 pounds, what would you say your top three realistic tips for them would be? Okay, well, the most important thing for somebody trying to lose five to 10 pounds is their diet. Mm -hmm. It's making sure that you're in a calorie deficit so you can work out as much as you'd like. And if you're eating more calories, 
then you burn throughout a day and burning calories throughout throughout a day is not only your workout it's your workout plus your body's natural calorie burning uh the higher your metabolism the more calories you burn throughout a day the fitter you are the more calories you burn throughout a day so like when you're really fit you can be sitting down and still have a high metabolic rate you're still burning calories um a lot and quickly Mm -hmm. even if you're not doing a lot so to be in a calorie deficit requires a little bit of work you have to figure out how many calories your body burns at sedentary while doing nothing And then you would add on how many calories you burn in a workout. If you don't do a workout, then you don't add it on. Then you have to calculate what you're eating in your food and making sure that the calories are, that you're intaking are less than the calories Mm -hmm. that you're burning. Okay. So you ideally want to be somewhere between a 300 and 500 calorie deficit. 500 is a lot, but if you're trying to lose weight quickly, I would aim for that. If you're trying to lose weight slowly, as long as you're in a calorie deficit, it can be 100, 200 calories, and you're going to get there just fine. There's a lot of websites that can help you with that. Okay. There's a good one called, um, eatthismuch.com. And like you input all of your information, whether you're female or male, these, these things all matter. It gives you your calorie output and it even sends you like meals that you can do from recipes in your oh fridge. Oh my God, that's so um, nice. But it does require work. Not everybody needs to do that. But if you're really focused on trying to lose weight, then you kind of need to do the work behind it. You can kind of, mm-hmm. if you know nutrition, you could probably spot eat and you know know what you're doing. But at a certain point, the literal amount of calories that go in your body are the most important versus the foods you're putting in so you could be eating like a beautiful like i don't know mexican bowl that's like got beans and rice and all the avocado like chicken and it's so high in calorie it's amazing for you don't get me wrong i'm not saying not to eat that whole foods are great but if you're trying to lose weight you need to be looking at your calorie intake and something like that is huge in calories compared to probably just eating you know like a salad and a chicken breast where you know you're keeping your protein up and your calories low totally so yeah, I'd say that that's your number, my number one tip, uh, exercising on a regular basis. So it doesn't have to be seven days a week at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if you're not injured and you don't have any kind of ailments, that a HIIT workout is the most effective. And there's a lot of studies to prove that. Something where your heart rate comes up and it recovers and comes back down, where you're lifting weights, so you're toning up, but also adding an aspect of cardio in. Right. It just really gets your heart rate up there. It keeps you burning calories after. The problem with HIIT workouts is that they are high intensity. So if you need something low impact, then they're not for you. And in that case, I would suggest you know, doing low impact workouts a little more often than a HIIT workout. You could probably get away with HIIT three times a week um, and be great. But ideally you wanna find something that you love. It doesn't have to be working out if it's playing tennis, if it's swimming, if it's dancing and just staying consistent, doing it three to four times a week. I would say on a minimum three times a week. Mm -hmm. But just that you're keeping yourself moving. I mean, it's just gonna help accelerate that weight loss process. And number three is just to not be too hard on yourself. It doesn't happen overnight. I think that most people get really motivated for one week. They do so well for one week and it's really hard. Like it's hard work and eventually you get into a habit and it doesn't become hard work and it becomes your lifestyle. And you know, you get used to eating a certain way and, and, you know, adopting workouts and having it be part of your everyday um, life, but it is hard work. It takes time. It takes, I would say at least eight weeks for people to see a difference in weight loss. You'd ideally 
if you're doing it a healthy way, be trying to lose one pound a week, okay? If you're, unless you're trying to go cray cray, but one pound a week is healthy. So to lose eight pounds, you need to be doing it for eight mm-hmm. weeks consistently. And it's not just one week of hard work and then, you know, you pat yourself on the back and then week two, you go back to eating, you know, your pizza. Cause it is hard. It's, it's, it's consistency and it's a marathon, not a sprint. And yeah. you know, you want to be looking at it from a year long perspective and like adopting these strategies and these things for life. Like not for just one week or... And I think that's where a lot of people get it wrong. Like they try to diet for like, I don't know, a trip or something that's like a month away and then they cut everything out and then immediately after they fail, Mm -hmm. they'd be so much better off just like slowly starting to like cut things out and like eating healthier, working out more than they would if they tried to like fad diet before something. It's totally a marathon, not Mm -hmm. a sprint, like you said. Yeah. And it doesn't even need to be cutting things out. Like mm. I, I'm not the skinniest person in the world, but I'm super happy with my body. I'm super healthy. I'm super fit. But that being said, it's like, if I want a pizza, I'll eat the pizza, but I do the work behind it to be allowed. No, no, it's allowed is not the right word, but to, uh, warrant the pizza without it affecting my body like the fitter you are your body should be able to metabolize all these things so eating a pizza is not the end of the world it shouldn't do anything to you the next day it won't do anything to you the week so uh like for the next week so it's just like if that happens and if you feel the need to do these things you do it you wake up the next morning you're back on your your regular schedule of eating like fine it's not because you ate a pizza on saturday night that you're like oh screwed it up Sunday we're just going for like croissants in the morning then we're gonna go you know like chicken tenders at lunch and then having another pizza at night so like if you fuck up once or it's not even a fuck up but like if you kind of screw up and and you think it's a screw up you just get back on the horse the next day you forget about it nothing happened and you keep going that being said like you should be able to eat a pizza when you want or a piece of pizza or whatever your your Mm-hmm. your version of, of unhealthy cheat meals are like there shouldn't be a thing called cheat meals either in my world but yeah. the more active you are the more you stay fit the more you take care of yourself the less these become problems right and then the less you'll want to do them like if you're working out and you're feeling good it tends to move throughout the day like that like I don't work out and then immediately go like oh my gosh I want a pizza like I tend to like want to eat healthy like I want a healthy smoothie I want a nutrient dense salad I want a whole foods meal yeah and you get into that naturally like I didn't force myself to do this I've never dieted and I'm not the healthiest eater but it works out I like my body it's strong it does what it needs to do being confident in yourself is a huge one accepting that like you're not everybody has the same body type that you know it is what it is as long as you're feeling fit and you're doing the things behind it is what's super important like you need to work hard at it and you know it's it's a lot of effort but it's worth it and I think what you said about the morning is so true like if you start your day off with a healthy morning you tend to crave healthier foods and being more active throughout the day too yeah um I think your mornings just like dictate your life Mm -hmm. essentially and I'm a big fan of people working out in the morning such a great start to your day and it completely changed my life and the, and the way that I live my life like I'm a morning person now I wake up early I like to wake up with the sun I like to work out in the morning I a because I like to work out fasted yeah. I feel better I don't feel like that vomity feeling I feel light and then I tend to intermittent fast until lunchtime that's just me but it's for that reason I work out I feel good I feel like I've got my shit together in the morning and then it just puts me on the right track yeah. for the rest of the day like I want to keep eating healthy totally. but 
Morning workouts are also the best way to burn uh, stored fat. So it makes it ideal for weight loss. So that's scientifically proven. I mean, yeah. if you can only work out at night, I'm not saying don't work out at night because you should have worked out in the morning. Absolutely work out at night. But if you have the energy, you wake up, it's the first thing you do. You know, you drink your glass of water and then you go work out. Really helps with uh, weight loss, you know, with fat metabolism and all of those things. So you're going to draw energy from your fat reserves when you're working out on an empty stomach in the morning. You're drawing energy from the food you ate the night before. Right. Okay. Because I've always been such a fan of fasted workouts. I think they're so much more effective, like doing cardio and then a little bit of strength or whatever it is. But I want to rewind for a second and talk about intermittent fasting Mm -hmm. because I intermittent fast as well, but I do like to do my workouts in the morning. So I'm also stressed after my workout, not eating protein like right after Mm -hmm. to get really good muscle recovery. So what do you do? Mm -hmm. Do you not eat after a workout? Okay. So I really think it depends on what your goal is. It's true. You do want to be putting protein in your body after a workout. I mean, there's a whole thing, like a whole scientific study that it needs to be within 20 minutes. I mean, if you are trying to gain muscle, put on muscle, then yeah, I would recommend, you know, ingesting some protein after it helps Mm -hmm. recover your muscles and it helps them, uh, grow yeah and if anything like I would say have a protein smoothie like those are great for me they feel light I feel like I'm not breaking a huge fast even though I'm actually breaking the fast by you know scientific measures but I'm not eating like a huge meal and I'll only do it if I have um a big day ahead or I know that I won't be able to eat again till like 2 p.m that's too late okay for me like 2 p.m is feeling late so if I know that I can't eat at lunchtime which is my usual first meal of the day then I'll have a protein smoothie afterwards otherwise I personally don't eat yeah but there's also studies against that saying that that's bad but it's just what works for your body for me that's what's worked it's what I've been doing since I was young good to know okay Last question, what is one thing that you think people should start doing today and one thing that they should stop doing based on our conversation? I think that one thing people should start doing is get moving. So if you're listening to this and you needed like a kick in the butt to, you know, get active, this is your sign. And like find something and stop making excuses. It doesn't have to be the gym. You don't have to be doing bicep curls. You don't have to be doing an at-home hit workout. Like if you love to dance, go out and dance and get moving and make it social like if you want your friend like if we were like hey let's go to a hit workout and have a smoothie after like it becomes an activity it becomes something to do you become accountable it's fun because you're doing it with somebody so like finding a workout partner or a fitness partner is huge like somebody that you can associate like even if you get a friend to do my challenge you're like did you do chloe's workout today did you see what happened and like it gives you like a push in the butt and totally kind of gets you going and i'm super passionate about it because I just want more people to be like me and that sounds weird and I don't mean physically I just mean my mental state when it comes to fitness is that like I'm not crazy I found something that I love I give my body a rest day when I want to I eat what I want when I want because I've given myself a great foundation uh to rely off of and I want people to feel that way and feel that they can do the same thing totally whether it's playing tennis playing like bowling or whatever it is as long as you're moving and you're doing it consistently doing whatever the fuck yeah yeah okay cool and one thing that people should stop doing uh like yo-yo diets or like trying something for one week and giving up so i think that discipline is huge and staying consistent and having self-discipline like it's hard not everybody has it and 
you need to be disciplined and stop doing something like, I don't know, I can't even think of diets, but I saw one in Vogue. I'm sure you've seen this one too, where they were like, yeah. have a glass of wine, have some grapes, have this one thing of cheese and do that for like 90 days and you're going to lose weight. Oh like, God, yeah. <laughs> stop buying into kind of a lot of the outside noise, like to do the research yourself, to decide what is best for your body. And in my personal opinion, it's always eating whole healthy food, like whole foods. And then, and you don't need to cut anything out. You, you don't need to do anything crazy, but yeah, it's just to like, stop listening to the outside noise, focus on yourself, do your research, find somebody or someone that you believe in. And it's never going to be a, a crazy diet. Anything that's telling you, you need to cut out all of these things for this many days. It's bullshit. Okay. Like that's my personal opinion. Totally. I'm so on the same page. And also you need to tell me more about your exercise mat. Yeah. So, so it launched. Yeah. It launched. I created an exercise mat, which I'm pretty pumped about because essentially I had a bunch of Lululemon mats that I was working out on. Like I thought the Lululemon ones were great quality and they were ripping and like losing their grip strength on the mat. So I went to Lululemon and I said, um, shout out Lululemon. I said, Hey, like my yoga mat, are deteriorating and she's like well what do you do and I was like I work out on them I do yoga I do Pilates and she's like they're not meant for exercise they're meant for yoga only and I was like okay well that's a terrible answer so I'm gonna figure this out and so I manufactured my own exercise mats I'm calling them an exercise mat but they're a yoga Pilates whatever you want mat they're made longer so I'm five foot eleven so I made sure that I could fit my entire body on them so they're six they're almost six feet one six foot one in life love that they're eco-friendly they're vegan they're recyclable uh they're pea leather on the top they have a really good grip on the bottom they have my logo on them and so they're for sale they're 80 dollars, and they're available only in canada for the time being and i'm also launching my booty bands as well booty bands will be coming asap soon i need that good okay so where can everyone find you on instagram and your website yeah so my instagram is at chloe bar c-h-l-o-e-b-a-r they can shop everything from there in the link in my bio um and then if you're looking for anything if you're in montreal or if you're looking for online pt you can find everything on my website www.chloebarfitness.com Dot com. You can buy my exercise mats on there. My booty bands will be available. Book into the challenge. Book into Zoom workouts. If you don't want to do the, Zoom, the challenge, you can do individual Zoom workouts. You can book in for just one if you only want to do one instead of doing the entire challenge. Um, and yeah, everything you can find on my website. For those of you listening who are going to do the July challenge, I will see you there. Chloe will see you there. And thanks for listening. Love it. Thank you so much for having me. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And all of the links, codes, everything mentioned today is going to be in the description box below. So check that out. And check out my Instagram for some more wellness and wine inspo at Sweat and Sauvignon. And I will see you next Monday. 